Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast. As always, we're glad to be with you. We're so excited that we've started these podcasts because we really have a lot of outpouring. Uh, People are coming and letting us know that they're enjoying them, especially during this time. And we have so many downloads. People are just really downloading these podcasts because it's giving them encouragement and hope. So Today, we have a, a special guest, Apostle uh, Tom Hammond. He's with, um, he's a senior pastor of Vision Church at Christian International, author, speaker. And I know you've heard him many, many times. He's the most uplifting, encouraging prophet of God, apostle that I've ever heard. He travels extensively all over the world with his wife, some, and to, he speaks to leaders and presidents and all the above. Um, honestly, Pastor Tom, I've known you for, for a long time. You've prayed over me and my family countless times even when we were younger starting the business uh columbia southern university uh, i know you and jane back then you were prophesying and praying over us and those things which you have said has come to pass uh, in our life over and over and over again so welcome thank you chantel so excited to be here we love you and your family and tommy and all the gang over there uh, in your neck of the woods, not too far from us, really. And uh, I believe it's such an important time to hear what God is saying. Yes, and thank you for that. Um, we are excited to be a part of what um, what what is going on right now. And tell me a little bit about what, what you're feeling. We're, we're right in the middle of this crazy virus, and but we're overcomers. Yes, we are. I think that is such a key. What you said right there is that God has made a decree that uh, the church and the people of God are going to be the determining factor of really how the world goes right now. You know, it says in Second Chronicles, if my people will cry out, if my people will repent, if my people will align and then pray, then God says he will heal our land. And so I know how we operate in this hour is going to be key. And so the enemy's plan really is to do whatever he can to try to get us off track. If he can cause us to back up or to retreat or be caught in a, a place where the enemy is taking advantage of us in our mind or our emotions, then all of a sudden we'll find that we're not being the answer, the salt, the light, uh, the things that God has decreed the church is to be. In fact, in Matthew 16, it said he gave the church the keys to the kingdom. And uh, when we operate with the keys, it says we can open up the gates of heaven and we can shut down the gates of hell. And so really, that's what we want to do. We want to be the church. The word for church in the Greek is ekklesia. And it literally means a governing body of people that know how to operate with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be able to shift things at the gate, to, to be the ones that are watching and praying and making a difference. And you know, as I was praying about this virus and all these things we got to do, wash our hands and not touch our face and not interact the way that we normally would. It feels uh, so daunting and it feels like uh, such a an attack of uh, some of the things that we really have in mind to do for the Lord right now. But uh, I really felt like the Lord was saying, and I heard so many confirmations recently, the Lord's saying he's trying to bring us into a place of rest and peace. He's trying to bring us into a place of 
Uh, the word selah means to pause with a purpose, that we are not just pausing and just kind of uh, biding our time, but we're really trying to connect to heaven and also uh, make sure that the enemy doesn't invade our space. And so uh, I believe that part of that truth that God wants to bring has everything to do with the release of the anointing to connect us together in the spirit. And so I see the church connecting in amazing ways right now. Uh, through even what we're doing like now, the, the podcast and Facebook Live and different other opportunities that God has given. Uh, but what I felt like the Lord was really saying that the real virus that we are facing right now is not just this physical COVID-19 attack that's in our nation right now. Our president says the invisible enemy, uh, but that's kind of true. There's an invisible enemy that we know the, the enemy goes out seeking whom he may devour. And we don't always see uh, very clearly naturally what's happening, but we can feel the oppression. We can feel the attack. And uh, what the Lord said, that, that there was a kind of a three-pronged attack that we are to fortify ourselves against, and that is against fear, fatigue, and fatalism. And so I want to just talk about that for a couple of moments. You know, uh, there's a very famous passage that we're all very familiar with out of Psalms 23, and it's talking about the Lord leading us, the Lord providing for us, uh, the Lord blessing us and giving us comfort even in times of difficulty. But uh, in the middle of it, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, that kind of may be where we are right now, sensing that kind of uh, evil around us and that kind of attack of this virus in our nation and the nations of the world. But this is the wonderful thing it says, I will fear no evil for why? Because God, for thou art with me, you are with me. And so there's something that happens when we're in the presence of God. It says there, in the presence of the Lord, there's liberty and freedom. Well, freedom from what? I believe it's freedom from fear and freedom from shame and freedom from the attack that the enemy wants to bring against our mind that needs to be renewed by the word and understanding what God has to say. In Matthew 6, it says, you know, why do you worry about what you're going to eat or drink or all these natural things? He says, don't I take care of the lilies of the field? Don't I take care of the sparrow? And, and don't I know all these things naturally and they're cared for? Uh, how much more does your heavenly father know that which you have need of if you do what? Seek his kingdom first, then all these other things will be added to him. Seek his righteousness first. And then it says, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough things to be concerned about, but sufficient for the day is there's grace for you today, right where you are. And so part of the problem that we have with this fear, you know, with the pandemic actually comes out of the, the Greek word uh, uh, that speaks of the God pan. And it really is uh, panic is where we get that is that spirit of fear that the enemy wants to bring into the world. And so part of what we need to understand is where is this fear animating from? Where is it coming from? And, uh, you know, it says that uh, in First Timothy that God is not the, the author of fear. He's not the one that has given us that spirit of fear, but he's given us his love, his power, and a sound mind. And sometimes what the enemy tries to use in our life is a, an attack of fear that wants to, if you will, bring up past pain or past difficulties or things that we've walked through. When we uh, 
pray for people sometimes when they're dealing with grief or maybe they've gone through something that's traumatic or difficult, but they've actually made it to the other side. We also find that sometimes we have to pray for them about a spirit of trauma because sometimes they may have survived the difficult time, but that trauma wants to be a point of access into their life. And you know, we talk about it with soldiers, we call it PTSD, which is uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, where literally what it wants to do is it wants to put you back in your pain, put you back in that stressful situation, put you back into that spirit of trauma. You're free of it. You're living back home, you're with your family, you're working a job, you're doing everything okay, except for this panic attack wants to take you back and hold you captive. What does it do? Sometimes it destroys people's lives. It wants to bring them into depression. It wants to cause them to be closed off. It wants to cause them to feel that oppression upon their life, and the enemy wants to take advantage of them. I remember when I was a kid that uh, my dad was driving through an intersection a lady just you know plowed through the intersection hit his broadside and we had a, a pretty good accident we weren't hurt too bad I was bruised up a little bit I do remember out of the insurance I got a new bike so I like that but you know the fact that uh, we went through that you know what happened for the next year I can remember every time I went through an intersection I tensed up and it wasn't that there was a real threat there it's just that inside I couldn't get rid of that fear that wanted to control me. And so that trauma has to be dealt with as well. So sometimes we have to go down to that root and say, okay, God, I'm going to deal with that disappointment. I'm going to deal with that stress and that pain. Maybe you went through a life-threatening circumstance. We all are in that place a little bit right now. And so what we have to make sure is we also close the door uh, to trauma. When there's threatening circumstances, when it's real, you hear that uh, tornado siren, you know what? Fear wants to grip your heart but you have to know how to shelter rightly. And so it says, when I know God is with me and I, in Psalms 91, I run to the shelter of his care, I do not have to fear or live under that daunting sense of a darkness that wants to invade my life. Sometimes the enemy will try to isolate us. And that's a wonderful way for him to kind of attack us. In fact, do you know that that's how they try to work against people to break them down psychologically in warfare is sometimes they'll just isolate people. And if they're not careful, people have a nervous breakdown and all of a sudden they don't operate the way that they are called. And right now we're facing that. We're isolated in ways that we're not expecting in our homes and things. And so we have to break that isolation, break out in connecting with God, connecting with family, connecting with the body of Christ, and making sure that that oppression doesn't have an opportunity to cause darkness to come that wants us to be broken down on the inward part. Sometimes doubt can bring that into play in our life. You know, the beginning in the garden, he said, half God said. And so we won't, don't want to live. I, I heard one person once say, don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. And so if God's already revealed it to you, just because you're going through a difficult time today, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that what that means is, is the same God that was taking care of you three months ago is the God that's taking care of you today, and that one that will take care of you tomorrow. God hasn't changed, and we're just facing some things. So don't let doubt grip your heart, or bad reports come and put you in a fearful place. It says, Jehoshaphat feared in Second Chronicles for a little bit when he saw the armies around about him of his enemies, but then he set himself to 
seek God, to, to face his fears, to cry out to God, and then God sent a word, and when he took that word, he says, I will believe the Lord, and I'll be established, I'll believe his prophets, and I will break through, I will prosper, and I will be blessed. And so overcoming fear is real. Fear is not something that is just in your mind, it's a spirit. And it's an attack that's been loosed in the earth. It's the real virus that the enemy wants to put into our system to corrupt our files and to cause us to begin to not be able to operate, to shut you down. And so part of the problem with fear is this. Fear is contagious. And <laughs> wasn't that the problem with the virus right now? It's contagious. And uh, it literally says this in Deuteronomy 20 and verse 8. It says when uh, God was giving instructions to Joshua about how to enter into warfare, it says the officers shall speak further to the people and say, What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest what? The heart of his brothers faint like his heart. And so it shall be when the officers have finished speaking to the people that they shall make captains of the armies to lead the people. So part of being a leader is not succumbing to the assignment of fear that's being loosed around about you, but rising up. In fact, he said to Joshua four times in Joshua 1, only be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, but only be strong and of a good courage. Why? Because if you were going to be strong, that means you're going to have faith. And if you have faith, God will fight with you and God will fight for you. And so you know what the other thing that is contagious is? Faith is contagious. And so when you get around the right people that are filled with faith and joy and peace and confidence, then all of a sudden it rubs off on you. And so if you're going to be a leader, you have to say, okay, what I have is going to be imparted to someone else. I have to choose into my mentality is I'm not giving in to that fear that wants to keep me from stepping out advancing, moving into the, the promises. And I don't want that to be contagious because if I'm afraid, then all the company may step back when we're called to step forward and into. The other thing that's uh, uh, the truth about fear is that it's hard to compartmentalize it. It doesn't really want to stay in one little place in your life. If you give place to fear in one area of your life, what it wants to do is kind of eat through every wall and, and, and erode those things that you call separations until it invades every part of your life. And so my wife always tells stories about how she was afraid of of the dark, even when she was uh, young in our marriage, and of course afraid of, of snakes, as we're living in Florida, and they're kind of like everywhere, right? And uh, she heard the Lord say, if you don't deal with this natural fear, uh, how will you ever deal with spiritual darkness? How will you ever deal with spiritual snakes or demonic powers? If this is controlling you here, it will try to control you there and keep you out of that call. And so if we're not willing to deal with even those small things, then all of a sudden they begin to grow into bigger things. And that's where people enter into these things called paranoia and phobias, where they, they won't even go outside, they won't even try certain things, they won't go up high. Whatever it is, that's the enemy's plan to try to keep you out of God's blessings and the places that God has called you to go into. And so fear has bondage. Uh, fear has a limitation, literally says in Romans that all our lifetime we've had the bondage of fear 
uh, because of the fear of death, but God has set us free from that. Fear has torment. It wants to torment you during the day. It wants to torment you in the night. Uh, fear will cause you to break your focus and break good relationships. That, that insecurity, uh, that, that sense uh, of losing out, uh, the things that are jealous and covetous uh, come out of fear. Then all of a sudden, we're breaking uh, uh, the relationships where God says these are the places we're going to be blessed from that can actually be the places where we run from uh, because fear is ruling our life. So when you deal with fear, you have to face it, you have to faith it, and you have to walk it. And so facing it means don't run away, look at it and say it's real, but I'm going to deal with it. Faith it means begin to speak what God has to say against that fear and replace it with the truth that will begin to break that power off of your life and then walking it out means that you begin to add acts into your faith and you begin to create new habits new ways of thinking you renew your mind and you begin to shift the way that you operate that second attack is against fatigue where the enemy wants to wear you out wear you down make you weary of well-doing uh, i tell you what the enemy wants to kind of wear us down right now at this time but look what it says in isaiah 28 and verse 12 to whom he said this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing and that's actually a prophetic word about the holy spirit and so when we receive the holy spirit it generates faith it generates power it generates the anointing it generates energy it's like a dynamo that produces the strength of god and literally it says if you wait upon the lord he will increase your strength he'll give power to the weak and then you'll rise up like on the wings of evil eagles it's funny chantelle is that we the other day we had a time of ministry uh, with a whole bunch of different prophets we stepped outside looked over the house where we're staying i'm staying at bishop ham in my father's house and we looked up and we literally counted 17 eagles that were flying and circling around about our house higher and higher just levels of them all the way up and 17 is a number of victory and overcoming and so if we wait on the lord he will refresh us he will cause us not to be weary in well-doing and let me just say this lastly about fatalism is this is that when we get a fatalistic thinking we think it's just gonna be what it is and even in the prophetic sometimes we're thinking this is the end times where the antichrist is coming and these things are going to happen now well that may be true things may happen in certain ways but never in scripture does god ever say just give way to it don't stop fighting just say this is the case sarah, sarah the way things will be no it always says occupy till i come engage with faith and engage in the fight this is powerful about fear and and it's so good because do, do you think that it, it slips up on you is what you're saying too it just slips up on you and we can be doing great and then all of a sudden uh one day we're just down how can you recognize when it's coming on what do you do to combat it because if we look around we're going to see a lot of fearful things that are going on with the virus and everything and we listen to the news and I think it's all good that we do hear the news and we know what to pray for but we also can like you said have like a trauma or something and then it just opens it back up is there a way that we can conquer this and say no I feel fear coming on and I will not allow it and you stop it before it takes you over you know I think there are you know it says renew your mind uh, it says to uh, meditate upon the things of God if there's anything virtuous or good as it says in Philippians 4 there and so I think what you have to do is you have to engage in faith the antidote for fear 
is faith. And the way that you know you have faith is that joy comes. Why does joy come? Because then when you really have faith, take another word for faith, expectation of good. Okay, so if you really have faith, what you're doing is expecting God and expecting good to take place. And so all of a sudden, if you're doing that, what do you get in place of that uh, depression or that a fear that wants to control you, you have a joy. And when you have joy, what is, what is that? That's your strength. And when it's your strength, that means you dare to risk, you dare to move, you dare to, to, to do what God's called you to. Instead of shrinking back in fear, you're stepping out in faith and in joy. Yeah, that's a good So you really recipe. have to take every thought captive, as scripture says, and say, no, I'm not gonna receive you. Sometimes you gotta throw it out of your brain and just say, okay, I, I know that's maybe real. I'm not living in denial. Denial says there's nothing there. No, I see it, it's there. But faith rises up to overcome what's there and say, I'm not gonna let it rule me. That's so powerful, a good recipe for success. <laughs> during these times well well of course we've got a lot of followers listening to us now and they're really hearing the voice of the lord from christian international and maybe um end this with whatever you feel led to do declare prophesy whatever you're feeling over the people that are listening we have about four minutes awesome okay well let's just come in agreement i thought wherever you are however you're watching this right now I want you to know, first and foremost, God is there and God is with you. When we say he's omniscient, that means he knows everything. But when you say he's omnipresent, that means God is right where you are. You're not alone. God is there. God loves you. That's been proven by the life of Jesus being given for your life. And so God didn't spare his only son. He won't spare any good thing. So God's with you. And if he's with you, then that spirit of fear cannot stay. And so now our decree is we're brave. Breaking that assignment of fear off of your life in the name of Jesus. We decree fear will not rule us, fear will not stop us, and fear will not dominate our mind or our thoughts. We break the spirit of fatigue right now. Wherever you've been worn down, worn thin, you're not going to break down. You're not going to have a nervous breakdown. You're not going to go bankrupt. God has a plan for breakthrough for you, and God is going to give you the strength that you need. You're going to soar like an eagle upon the wind of God's presence and goodness. And so I just decree that right now, strength, energy, life into your system right now. And Father, I break every fatalistic thought that thinks that we can't change anything or this is just the way it is. We're going to engage in faith. We're going to engage and make a difference. We're going to be the people that you're looking to that know how to be the ones that battle at the gate, that pray, that break open the way, that loose your goodness, your glory, and your hand upon our lives, our family, our businesses, and our futures. Let us be the leaders and the pioneers and the people that know how to open up the gates of heaven and shut down the gates of hell and loose your blessings in this time. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We receive that from you, that powerful word, especially I love about what you're saying about fear. We've got to grab it and 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 cast it out and get it out of us and live to the fullness of God. And I love what you said. Faith produces joy. And, you know, the more faith you get, which you've got to confess the word, fill up with the word, which produces more faith, which just produces more joy. Right. Right. Faith is that antivirus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> It's better than a face mask. Hallelujah. You need to brand that. That's good. <laughs> now, you've got a book out. It's called, um, excuse me, Seven Anointings for. 
for the kingdom the, transformation. That's right, kingdom transformation. You know? How can we get that? And tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's a it's a powerful book. It really speaks of the DNA of transformation. When I say DNA, it's divine nature attributes. It's the anointings upon Christian International, upon the apostolic and the prophetic that change lands, territories, and lives. And so, uh, I believe if you get it, it'll touch you. You know, it'll impact your life, and it'll give you a strategy how to bring that success, that blessing, and that transformation that God wants to bring into the earth. Uh, you can go to Tom and Jane. Uh, Hammond.com and you can uh, purchase the book there. Uh, it's also through uh, ChristianInternational.com uh, as well. And so those are ways that they could get a, uh, take advantage and of And of course, during this time, are y'all doing anything special that you can tell the listeners about to, to tune in? Well, you know, what we are also doing, uh, we've really felt in the consensus of the prophets to uh, have a uh, communion time every night so at seven o'clock every night through the ministry you can uh, join us on Facebook live uh, through uh, Vision Church CI uh, and you can join our our Facebook live communion every night at seven o'clock and um, I believe it's bringing peace we're in a time of Passover we're putting blood on the doorpost and that that will be God's blessing upon your home and that all that you have will be dedicated to him. Okay, that's powerful. And of course, you've got Instagram, Facebook that people can follow as well, watching you and Jane. Yes, we do. We have a Facebook page, Tom Hammond and Jane Hammond public pages, uh, of course, and Vision Church and Christian International. All right. And of course, um, I want to remind everyone, especially during this time, you know, maybe you're a business leader, you can go to ChantelCooley.com and you can see some of the courses that I've written for Columbia Southern University. They'll take you right into ColumbiaSouthern.edu. They're secular courses, but uh, I wrote them and they're for you and your leadership on um, fundamentals for success, servant leadership. I mean, you've always got to serve others. You, God's put you over people to mentor them right in the business world. And then also... Um, Building teams, I think that's most powerful, uh, Pastor Tom, don't you think? Even in the church ministry world, you've got to know how to build teams. So important. That's actually one of the anointings, uh, the seven anointings that I talk about is team ministry. And if you know how to build a team, you know how to co-labor rightly with others and lead, uh, I believe that's part of God's plan to bring blessings into an organization, into a church, into a land, into a nation. And so God's called us to co-labor together with Him, but also with one another we are the body of Christ. And if we don't know how to connect rightly, if we're trying to be the one-man show, it'll never get accomplished. But when we take what we have and we begin to join it, there's a, a synergistic effect that causes all of us to do better and be better and be more effective for the kingdom of God. That's powerful. That's in your seven anointings book, right? It sure is. Yeah, that's one of the anointings. Very good. Sure. I had no idea that yeah. it was that powerful. Okay, well, well, that's all we have for today. We thank you, uh, Apostle Tom, for your time and your energy and that we now can stand against fear. Amen. We speak the peace and the grace and the strength of the Lord. Thank you, Chantel. You, got, you guys are such a blessing and such an example of faith, and we love you so much. We're joining together with you and everybody else to get through to the other side at this time. Amen. Thank you. We love you too. For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.